So let me ask you, do you have gas in your car? Oh, you do. Good for you. Because a lot of folks did not. You know, this week we had a rush on the gas, right? Like we had people putting gas in, 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 in trash bags, in Publix bags, laundry baskets, and the baskets had holes in them. Colonial Pipeline was hacked. As you're well aware, they paid $5 million in order to get everything back together and get it moving. I won't go into it much more than that, but I think, I think everyone is aware. According to what statistics tell us, there is a hack every 39 seconds. Hacking is going on in a, in a huge way. 43% of cyber attacks are targeting small businesses. And during the pandemic, for what it's worth, the U.S. FBI reported a 300% increase in reported cybercrime. Like it was just on the move. Everyone's at home, nothing to do, let's break into somebody's business. I mean, that's kind of how it was running, right? In the U.S., to show you how magnified this issue is in the U.S., there's more than 500,000 unfilled cybersecurity jobs right now. Their, posting, their, their postings are up 74% in the past five years looking for people who will work in this, in this field. Cybersecurity engineers, in case you're unemployed and looking, cybersecurity engineers, they start at $140,000 a year annually. There is a 0% unemployment rate in cybersecurity right now. They cannot find enough people to work it. Hacking. Hacking is big business. Obviously, it's good. If there was stock in it, I would buy it, but they would hack it, so I'm not going to do that. Why is it big business? What, what, what is it about hacking? Why is it so strong? Because, number one, because systems that were thought to be protected were not. People are sleeping at night thinking all is good when someone is roaming through your computer, going through your business, into your private info, into your resources, into your identity, social security numbers, stealing homes from people and they don't even know someone else owns their home. And number two, the reason that hacking is such a big business right now is because people are deceived in actually surrendering their identity to imposters and thieves. We've all gotten those text messages. We've all gotten those phone calls. And so tempting, they're so good. They're so tempting to give them the last four digits of your social security number. It's so tempting to actually give them a password so they can get in and fix something in your computer. It's so tempting the way that they craft these things, but people who are unaware are just surrendering information to someone else and losing their identities left and right. People's, people's lives, people's homes, people's families, people's minds, people's futures are actually being hacked for the exact same reasons. Uh, let, me, let me just share some thoughts with you. You see, there are people who thought their lives were built on a solid foundation, that it was secure for success, only to have it hacked and hijacked 22 years into marriage and watch it go sideways. Uh, uh, others were deceived into actually surrendering their identity to chasing lies and to chasing culture and to chasing popularity and to chasing happiness 
and they signed over the password to the purpose in their life, to other things, to run their world, and they wonder why there's no control when they actually relinquished it to something or someone else. Now they're feeling lost, empty, angry, running from a past instead of pursuing a future, educated but floundering, wealthy but unhappy, talented but stuck, feel like life is going nowhere, I feel like my life has been hacked. I should be further down the road than where I am right now. I feel like time has been stolen from me, opportunities missed. Why am I still here? I never planned on being here. If you would have asked me when I graduated high school, where would I be in 10 years? I never would have thought I would be here. What am I doing here now? What's changed? I've got good news for everybody in here. You watching it online, you're, you do not have to live your life hacked. You do not have to live your life disappointed and frustrated. You, you, you absolutely do not. And today, I want to address this. Today, I want to dive in. I want to go deep. I'm going to go hard. We're just going to hit this thing. How to find, protect, and enjoy the real you. Uh, not the you that, that culture says you have to be. Not the you that everyone's trying to make us be. I'm talking about the real, authentic you. Because how do you know that's the only you you're ever really going to be happy with anyway? Nothing like just being you. Now, we're in, a, we're in a series here that has a little bit to do with computers, so I'm, I'm going to just elicit some help here. Um, Siri, would you please read Ecclesiastes 12, 13? Ecclesiastes 12, 13. After all this, there is only one thing to say, have reverence for God and obey His commands, because this is all that we were created for. Thank you, Siri. You're welcome, Pastor Scott. After it's all said and done, there's only one thing left to say. This is from the wisest man who ever lived. King Solomon says this. Here it is at the end of it all. Have reverence for God and obey his commands. Watch this. Look at this, look at this line. Because this is all you were created to do. Nothing more. End of story, drop the mic, thanks for attending. Done. I, I like how the ISV version puts it. It says this. Instead of saying this is all we were created for, it says this is what it means to be human. In other words, if I am not reverencing God and obeying his commands, I'm not even having a human experience. It is something other than what was originally intended by God when he initiated life for us. That the only way to experience full life is to do it his way because anything other is not human in life. You know, here's, here's, here's the reality. You are a sovereign person. In other words, you have the power of your own choice. Have you ever chose opposite from somebody just because you could? I mean, you really wanted what they wanted but decided not to just to show that I don't have to? Come on, y'all got way more attitude than that right now. Y'all just nod your head, elbow your neighbor or something, because I know y'all have done it. We've all done that. We've all just kind of pushed back under our wing. But, but let me help you with something. We, we all have the power of choice. But listen to me. It is foolish to believe that regardless of the choice we make, 
life is required to give me success and fulfillment. That's foolish because every choice doesn't produce the same result. You see, we've been given, given sovereignty, but someone needs to train us how to use it. Because we have the ability to wreck our life with the choices that we can make. I know what it is to go sideways. I know what it is to make a decision to go, oh, I'm going to try to take that back. And you just can't, sometimes it's just gone. You, can, you, can, you just got to deal with the consequences now because of the choice that was made. How do we experience a life of joy and fulfillment? I want to talk to you today about three unchanging, essential aspects to your life that you need to know about. I was never taught this when I was a kid. I never learned this. It's only been recent when I saw the fullness of this. I had people ask me all the time, what's my purpose for life? Well, let me show you something bigger than your purpose. Siri, Ephesians 2.10. Ephesians 2.10, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are his workmanship. There's so much here. Created in Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Uh, there, there's three things here that you need to understand. I need to understand. We're going to break these down, get you in, get you out, because we got to get some lunch. Watch this. Here, Number one is this. Identity. The first thing that's brought up here is identity. You need to know who you are. If you don't know who you are, other people are going to define you. You better decide and discover for yourself who you are. And the Bible tells us this, we are his workmanship. Point number one in this verse is it shows us identity. You are his workmanship. You are the idea and plan of God. Yes, you are. That little pinky toe that goes way right, God gave you that toe. Just thank him for it, all right? Just, just duct tape it in, all right? Just pull it in. That, that laugh that gets on everybody's nerves, he gave you that laugh. Yes, he did. That cow lick that you hate, God gave it to you. Deal with it later when you get to heaven. But God made you fashioned, formed you, wonderfully made according to his word. You are the workmanship of God. And according to Genesis chapter 1, you and I were made in the image of God in order to reflect him. And because of what Jesus did, the Bible says, he who knew no sin became our sin that we would be the righteousness of God. In other words, who am I? I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I live to reflect the image of God every day of my life. That's who I am. That's my identity. Would you touch three folk and tell them, that's who I am. That's who I am right there. That's, that's who I am. That's your identity. I reflect him in my attitude. You ever drop that ball? I dropped that ball last night in my house. Yes, I did. I, I, I went there. You went there. Mm -hmm. We're, yeah, amen. Act like you never done that. Yeah, it's okay. I, we reflect him in our heart. We reflect him through our joy, through our peace, through our love. We, we reflect him at Walmart. No, you don't leave Jesus outside at Walmart. you got to take him all the way in with you, right? You, you, all the way. So identity, we are his workmanship. Number two, it says, created in Christ Jesus for good works. That's your purpose. Created for something. Those are my daily decisions to represent him, to honor him, to actually move Jesus' plan forward in my life. Advance it. 
God has a plan. It goes nowhere unless I move it. I just want, I'm just waiting on God. No, baby, God's waiting on you. God did his part. All right, let's go. Let's go. Get out of the lazy boy. Walk. Good. That, that's, that's how this progresses. So there's a purpose. To, there's an identity. I'm his workmanship. There's a purpose created in Christ Jesus for good works. And there is a destiny, a destination prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. It precedes me. It's out there waiting on me, talking to me, calling me into it. I want to break these down for you. Because I want you to know there's a predetermined outcome for your life that God's already decided. You don't have to be shooting in the dark, wandering around, wondering what's going to happen in life. You can trust if I'll do it his way, I will get his result. How many know that God's out to bless you? He's not out to curse you? Does anyone understand? Okay, good. As long as we have that down. Let's jump into this thing here again and let's talk about this. Let's break these three down. Number one, you got to know your identity. You got to know your identity. You got to know your identity. Anybody ever gone to the mall and stood there in front of the mall directly because you had to find that store and you did not want to walk to all of them? And you looked at the, at the mall directory, and isn't it crazy? They always know right where you are. I've gone to several, and they get it right every time. A big red dot. You are here. That's, you, man, who's looking? If they had not told me where I was, the map would have been no good to me. Because even though I had all of the answers, I would have known nowhere to walk. I still would have been stuck. It's fully possible to be holding the map and looking at it and not have a clue where to walk. I can be holding the answers and still be living stuck and going nowhere because I've got it, but I don't know how to read it. I don't know where I am in relation to this book. And if I don't know where I am, this book is not going to do me any good in my life because I don't know where to step, where to start, how to move. You see, what's amazing is no matter where you are in your experience with Christ, how long you've been serving him, how short you've been serving him, or if you've never served him, there is a place, there's a starting point for all of us to go from where we are to where we need to be, but we got to keep moving. Would you turn to someone and tell them, would you please find your place? Please find your place. Please find your place. Uh, Siri, Siri, does this make sense? Preach it, white boy. Okay, thank you. So, if I pursue, if I'm pursuing any identity outside of what God has predetermined, my life is hacked. My life has been hacked. If I'm not experiencing the fullness, the blessing, the joy, my, my life has been hacked. And ladies and gentlemen, your life is too short to live hacked. We got to pull it together. We can get going because the Bible, when the Bible becomes our mirror and we look ourselves in this word and the word looks back at us, it will show us where we are and what the next step is for our life if we will take an honest look at it. Not cherry pick and try to put something together and skip over chapters to get to a half of a verse that I'll have highlighted that I really like this one when we try to use verses to sanction our lifestyle instead of correct our lifestyle. God's word comes to change us and show us where you are and you need to change your direction. After you know whose you are, 
then you need to discover your destiny. I know some of you go, wait a minute, purpose is next. No, just stay with me. It's my message, all right? Stay with me here. Identity is on this side. Skip here. Destiny. You've been to the airport recently? If you've been to the airport recently, you, you, will, you will notice, I don't know if you kind of jumped out and hit you or anything. Do you know you have to buy a ticket to get on a specific plane? You can't just go pick a plane to get on. Uh, yeah, I'll just ride that one. Where are you going? Going to Ohio. That was going to Alaska. I'm sure that the, just, well, they kind of, no, no, that one only goes there. This one goes there. This one goes there. You, you can't just get on any vehicle and expect it to take you where you're supposed to be. Some vehicles will mislocate you and take you places you never wanted. Your suitcase is packed for Hawaii. That plane took you to Iceland. We have problems. Bikini, Iceland, <clears throat> fur coat, Hawaii, <clears throat> we got problems. You see, it's possible that God has packed your resources for a specific place, but we've allowed vehicles to take us places we don't belong, and that's why life isn't working for us. Because I'm trying to use who I am and live my life in places that I don't fit. Yeah. You see, without a goal, without a goal, anywhere is considered success. So we have people celebrating successes for just moving. But it didn't really advance your life. It's not fulfilling. Wrong vehicles take us to wrong destinations. Don't believe me? Ask someone who got in a wrong marriage. It'll take you to wrong places. Ask, ask someone who, who got with the wrong friends, made wrong decisions. Oh, it's quiet in this Baptist church today. That's okay. An attitude is a vehicle that will take you places. Oh, yes, it is. Uh, a church, you better be careful what church you set up inside of. Yes, you better. Because just because it got a cross on it don't mean it's got a Bible in it. You've got to be careful who you lend your eyes, ears, and heart to what is being declared so I can check it by the word of God. This is truth. If it says free life chapel on it, do not be impressed. If God's word is on it, you can live by that right there. It's a whole different ballgame, ladies and gentlemen. We've got to chop, stop chasing church celebrity and get back to the celebrity. His name is Jesus, and let's live life that way. We don't pick our church like flavors of ice cream. I go to the place where the truth is going to set me free. That's what I need to hear. Sometimes it hurts you before it blesses you. Hey, man, I'm so glad I came. Siri should have said something right there, but that's okay. You see, all of these things are just vehicles taking our life places, and we can't just jump on any one and expect it to take us to the right place. you got to know who you are so that you have a destiny, a destination, something you're shooting for. Where are you going? What is the ultimate end goal plan of your life? Because you know it does not end with you dying. It ends with you seeing Jesus face to face. 
And until we take that reality into account that one day everything I did here, I'll give account for there. It makes me live a little bit different today, knowing that something different is waiting on me there. See, again, no destination than just anybody will do in my life. But when you discover there's an end goal to live for, I start making different choices in life. I, I walk away from some people. I make changes in my life. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I, I start pursuing some things differently. That's why, oh, oh, Matthew said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Wait, wait, seek first. But, but you don't know how good she looks. I should be seeking her first and then get the, no, 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 don't get it twisted because she will take you down a road, son. Seek first the kingdom of God. Jeremiah 29, 11. Some of you have this tattooed on your shoulder. You can't see it to read it. It's misspelled, but that's okay. We're, I want to read it for you right here. Jeremiah 29, 11 says this. I know what I have. Oh, watch this planned for you act like this thing is laid out mm -hmm. says the Lord I have plans to prosper you not to harm you no that's important there's people today that think if I do it God's way I'll stop having fun I do it God's way I'll start losing money because he's going to take a dime on a dollar from me Oh, I just stepped in your living room, didn't I? I'm sorry. Let me get back to the scripture here. I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you. I have plans to give you, look at this, a future filled with hope. He's got a plan. He's got a destination. He says, I want you to know who you are. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're on this earth to reflect me. And as long as you're reflecting me, you're having a human experience. And I will bless and shape and pattern your life. I've also set the destination for your life. I've got the end goal of life. Seek my kingdom. Seek my pleasure, not yours. You see, repping Jesus is all about seeking and doing what pleases him, not what pleases me. Because here's what I've found. Even though it doesn't feel good at first, when I choose his pleasure over mine, immediately he fulfills my pleasure, and now we've got both operating at the same time. Identity. Destination. They go hand in hand. You see, God decided your destination before he ever sanctioned your start. Before you ever birthed in this world, he had already walked your life out, finished it, turned around and came back and said, now go get it. Follow the path I beat down for you through all the craziness. He's got it laid out for you. You see, our destiny then is where we're repping the kingdom of God while living with an eternal mindset. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not, I'm not going down this road very long. I'm not going to do it. But let me remind you something. Life, that what we call life, is a dress rehearsal. That very, very soon, it's not going to matter. And what we built and we thought was so amazing here is going to be canceled out, and we're going to step into another reality that will never change. Much better to live now for what's never going to change than plan so much and work for the temporary 
that we show up for the eternal completely unprepared and nothing waiting on us there. That's why we have to know who we are in our identity so that we know there's this ultimate destination for our life, which brings me to my third and final point. I'm going to close with this. Then we walk in our purpose. Identity. Destiny. In between identity and destiny is this thing called purpose. I have people ask me all the time, I just want to know my purpose in life. I'm going to help you right now. I'm going to help you right now. Because here's what I found. Hearing about this position doesn't mean anything until you know that and that. When you start to walk in purpose, that changes everything. You see, my identity is this. I don't belong to myself. My destiny is the target for my life. And purpose, here's what, what is purpose? Purpose is your daily decisions based on who I am and where I'm going. In other words, purpose is a verb. It's not a noun. It's not that I, we treat faith the same way. As long as I believe it, it's good enough. No, faith without works is dead. Faith is a verb, it's not a noun. Your purpose is a verb. It's not static. It's not, well, I have purpose. Okay, God has one assigned to your life, but until you step in it, it will never activate. You don't have purpose going on until you move in it. I can't move in my purpose until I know whose I am and what I'm made for. I need to know where I'm going, and once I know the end goal, then I know today how I should be making decisions based on who I am and where I'm going. I live daily by my choices, and purpose are the daily choices you and I make to assure that I'm connecting my identity with my goal. Does this make sense to anybody in the room today? It's so important that we understand this. It's so important because there's a lot of folks that think that, 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 that think purpose is just one of those things that, well, you have it or you don't. And some people think that purpose is related to you got to be in a specific career or you've got to be doing this. For years, for years, people thought purpose was, I just, I want to serve God. So they all tried to grab a microphone and start a church. There's so many churches out there that should never have been started today. You got pastors of churches, they're running 17, and they got 42 armor bearers, and they got security guard around them. Never mind. It's not linked. Your purpose is not linked to, I have to be doing a specific thing. Purpose has to do with who you are. You can be an educator. You can be a plumber, an electrician. You could be staying home with, my, with the babies and working that job. God help us, one tough mother. You, you could have that. You, you could be flying planes. You could, you, you could be a student in school. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Wherever I am, you see, what you do with your life is up to you. That's your decision. Use those talents and abilities God gave you. Go get the education and get a, an idea, a goal in mind that you, I want to experience this. I want to make a difference in this realm. Why 
would I want to make a difference? Because I know who I am and I know where I'm going. My life is not my own. I live to serve his pleasure. And that means I'm meeting needs in other people's lives. I'm serving my life away. How can I use my education, my career, all that I am to make community better, life better, culture stronger? What do I, why would I do that and serve my life away? Because of whose I am and because of where I'm going. That directs my purpose-filled decisions day in and day out. I'm finding most people are not lost on purpose. They're lost on identity and destiny. So they don't even know what decisions to make today because they don't know where they are. But once we embrace it, once we acknowledge it, then life starts opening up. That's why Romans 8, 28, now some of your old verses will make more sense. All things work together for good for those who are called according to oh his purpose his purpose was connected to my identity and his destination for my life now my purpose is his purpose and all things are not promised to work out good for everybody no they're not we misquote scripture we misapply it and we're encouraging folks with false scripture it doesn't work that way you can't that's illegal you can't quote that scripture there it's when i'm using my life and my choices my decisions day in and day out based on what i see his word tell me that i should be living by because i don't belong to me i was made to i was created in his his identity to reflect him because I'm going to a certain place and based on whose I am and where I'm going I make decisions today to make sure I'm headed in that direction that's when I begin to live in oh this is living now all things work together for my good so when life hits me hard I stay focused on where I'm going and whose I am to hold 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 don't derail don't slap them don't you do it hold hold don't say it don't say it to hold hold Keep moving. And sometimes you're moving like this. Sometimes you're moving like this. But my purpose is based on who I am and where I'm going. That's why we live different. Because purpose is something God gave me the ability to choose to move my life forward. In fact, I would just say this. Life doesn't ever take on meaning until we start doing it his way oh don't get it twisted it's possible it's possible to be successful without being purposeful the, uh, man woman's achievements and, and 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 reaching for things can acquire all kinds of things but at the end of it, it never fulfills and it doesn't show up in the end of life. In fact, we see so many people that our culture is trying to emulate and their worlds are falling apart. Turn on TMZ and watch the next big celebrity divorce going on. And I thought they were the perfect couple. Money, jet setting, vacation where they want to, no problem in the world, everyone waiting on them. And still can't hold it together. Success without purpose, no identity, no destination. It's not human. Why would I be a creation of God and deny a human experience that he wants me to live? That he has fulfilled and wrapped my life in so that all things will work together for my good. That's what he said. Come on and stand to your feet. So how does this work? I 
I accept Jesus as my Savior. That's my identity. Nothing like that. And then I start to pursue a picture of God's plan for my life, which is my destiny, my destination. I'm going somewhere. Not everywhere, not anywhere, somewhere. And now I use my gifts, my talents, my abilities, my influence, career, education. I make decisions in today that will reach other people for Jesus and build the kingdom since I'm seeking it first. Every part of my life is to make Jesus' name famous and to put that love in front of people. And so then I make purpose-filled decisions daily to achieve that destiny. It's not rocket science, ladies and gentlemen, but we need to know how to apply this word in our life. Here's what I found. People are not run down, tired, and burnt out from working too hard. People are tired, run down, and burnt out from working in something that has no purpose to it. And if all my activity is not connected to anything moving my life forward and bringing purpose and fulfillment, I don't care how much money it's paying me, I'm checking out. I want something that feeds me here because purpose is the paycheck you can't cash, but it gives you more than money will ever give you. And if we will do it that way, we will live in the abundance of what heaven promised us. Ladies and gentlemen in this room, you can have purpose, you can have a destiny but it starts with identity. Do you know who Jesus is? Have you asked him into your heart and your life? Have you, have you said, I'm giving you the reins of my life. I'm going to stop making decisions for me. I'm going to start making decisions based on you because I'm tired of having an inhuman experience. I don't want inhumane living. I want to live in a human way, in a way that's going to honor you, that's going to please you, that's going to put a smile on your face, that's going to make, make way for other folks to experience that love. Let's pray today. Let's just turn it over to him fresh, brand new all over again. Jesus, today we admit that we need you in this room. Every single one of us, we need you. None of us have it together. We're all working this thing out. But, but today we have decided this one thing. Going backwards, going sideways is not an option. We have to go forward. And any decision is not going to work. There's only one decision that is right, and it's a decision for you. It's when we understand that I was fearfully and wonderfully made when I was made in the image of God to reflect Him and to live out His plan for my life that I can walk towards that destination by using my purpose today. God, would you do something inside of us that moves us forward so that we don't live life hacked, we don't go sideways, that all of a sudden we end up in the, in the middle of our life, the end of our life, unfulfilled, full of regret, frustrated, wondering why does life even matter? God, do something in us today to arrest us as we just once again turn our lives back over to you. We surrender everything. I, I surrender my will. I surrender education, abilities, opportunities. I, I give it all to you. Everything that I am, I consign it all over to you. It's yours. I, I give you the power of eternity of attorney over my life. It's yours. Direct me, lead me, guide me, show me who I am in you, that I am righteous because of what you did for me, Jesus. And I, I say yes to you so that I can walk and experience that identity and realize that there is a, a purpose you have for my life, that I can walk this thing out. I can live day by day fulfilled, overjoyed, successful, laughing out loud, moving through challenges, but know that my life is in a place of advance. 
thank you for guiding us, leading us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for working on the inside of us, to, for convicting us and directing us and leading us in a spirit-filled life that our ways, our decisions will always, will always reflect you, honor you, glorify you. Guide us and lead us in this, I pray, as we all move towards you. Convict us daily. Direct us. Redirect us. We give you all that we are in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 If you receive that today, come on and put those hands together.